So you're talking to a, say a professional who is not a marketer, but is a guy who is an engineer or an architect or whatever. And he doesn't, he doesn't practice marketing as his profession, but yet he has to market his services and the, his services, his company services or his own team services within his company. Right. Right. Well, I think that's why marketing is always a partnership with the business because I'm not an engineer. I don't know how to do engineering and you're not a marketer. So you wouldn't have all of the knowledge on what's the best way to bring your service or your company name or the brand that your company embodies to the market. And that's where marketing can help because we'll be like, okay, what, what do we sell? How do we do it differently? What do our competitors do and how do we compare against them? Like, how can we differentiate ourselves from them? And then what's the, who are we going after? Who do we have something to say? Who are we trying to get in front of to, to, to build business from? And I wouldn't expect an engineer or an accountant or a lawyer to have that much knowledge. I mean, you, you do get some that are very marketing savvy, but for the most part, they don't. And that's why marketing brings that expertise. We think about it through a different lens. And knowing who we're trying to go after, we can help define, okay, well, okay, what's important to that market? What, where are they? Where do those people hang out? And then we start to develop a marketing strategy. So really, the thing is that you, when you get somebody who's a professional, and especially somebody who runs a small business, and then now they've been acquired by a bigger business, or they just run a small business, and you're coming in, you're offering help. The thing is, they have been able to cobble together something and survive in their own way, and maybe even thrive, but they haven't really maximized what they could be doing. And that's where marketing comes in as a marketing professional, because a marketing professional comes in and says, hey, that's great. Nobody's trying to take away your initiatives. Nobody's trying to take away what you've done. But what we're trying to do is augment what you've done, mm -hmm. amplify it, augment it, whatever. And we're also going to help you introduce some new concepts to you about ways to take advantage of what you do, ways to position yourself. As I had said, messaging, but you crawled all over me about messaging because <laughs> it's broader than messaging, but yes, yes. Well, what is, what are some of the other elements of marketing? It's broader than messaging. Well, because we're helping define a, a, ideally a strategy. You know, I think particularly a lot of smaller companies where they don't have a lot of marketing um, people on board, it's, it's all about the tactics. In other words, the activities. We're going to speak at this conference. We're going to do this ad over here. We're going to do some social media. But there may not be a cohesive strategy. I like, can tell you as a small business owner, there was no cohesive strategy. Right. It was all cobbled together. and I Because think it, you move from one initiative to another. You get an idea as a small business owner and a salesperson. You move from one idea to another. You're like, okay, this would be a great idea. I think this will connect with my my prospect or this will connect with my my existing customer. And, and then, it may. And, and it may, but then you, you jump all your resources on it. 
you jump on it and you're like, okay, I'm going to develop this and we're going to get it out there and we're going to, and you know, you cobble together a list and you cobble together all this stuff. And then you just go, all right, we're making momentum. We're moving here. We, we got something going. And there is no real strategy like, okay, um, if I do this, what then? Well, then we're going to, we're going to email them. And then, and then, and then after we email them, we're, we're going to, we're going to call them. And then, and then, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, kissing a lot of babies. We'll, we'll eventually get, you know, kissing frogs and eventually we'll get our prints, but that's not the way marketing sees it. The way marketing sees it is completely different. They're like, wait a second, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know you're excited about this initiative or this campaign or whatever you're going to do. You're going to send out pens or you're going to send out whatever you're going to send out, stress balls or whatever you're going to send out, or you're just going to, whatever you're going to do. I know you're excited about that. I know you're excited about the message, but it how does it fit into an overall plan? Right. Right. Because you know, otherwise you're just spending a lot of money, spinning your wheels. And I've done this where you're spending a lot of money, spinning your wheels, going out there. And then I've, I've sent out campaigns where we haven't, where we've had such a big list that it's like, okay, don't know where to start. All right. Well, I guess, uh, hmm. And then it just died. And then we spent all this money. We sent this out and then we were like, in terms of the follow-up. Yeah. And then, and then we were like, okay, wait a second. We got to send this out in smaller batches. You can't send this out to 500 people and then expect that you're going to try to follow up and have actual conversations with 500 people. So marketing has to sit there and say, wait a second, what's the strategy here? How big is the list? I know you want to reach a thousand people because that, that means it's going to have a hundred conversations and that means you're going to have 10 people who could buy your business, but maybe that's too ambitious. Do you have the resources to cover that? There's that aspect of it for sure. But then even if you followed up, you actually spoke to somebody and had a good call. That doesn't mean they're ready to buy. So now what? Like, how do you continue to keep your name in front of them? And it's not just your job as the owner or a salesperson. You want some air cover. And that's where marketing can come in because we can be developing campaigns or um, other programs where we're aware of this person but it's not just that it's also how much can you talk to that one person you right. you have this initial conversation say you get somebody on the phone okay you got them on the phone yay you had a conversation yay but you can't keep calling them every week right. you can't keep calling that same person saying hey bill um i know i we just met now if we, they see your name not just your name but like your company name at a conference that they attend and then they bump into somebody at uh, that association event or somewhere else and then they get an email from you guys and then you know so they all build on each other right and that's the benefit of having a strategy because you're starting to think big picture and how do we keep our name in front of these people throughout their buying journey. But can right? I just but, but can buy. I just say this? This is from a business owner and a salesperson perspective. This is where my eyes glaze over. Right. And I'm like, a strategy. Okay, wait a second. I just what if we get... called it a plan, would that make no, you feel better? No, it would no strategy. It, because, <laughs> I don't know. But I what I'm saying is I I'm like 
a strategy. But here, here, okay. let me tell you what happens. Okay, when I think I'm, I need the brown paper bag. I need <laughs> to start breathing heavily. But here's what I see when I when there's not a strategy. There's right. only so many dollars you're going to have to spend, and there's only so much time in the day. And so when there's no strategy, you've got John involved in this association. You've got you know money that you're spending on this sponsorship over here. You did an email one-off campaign over here. You were involved. You attended some conference over here, but they were not all connected. So, and. I think the important part there is, is what happens if you meet Bill, take, take it from the content. When you say connected, people are like, okay, connected, whatever. That's fine. Connect this and connect that. But what's that going to get me? The point is, is that let's take our, our potential prospect, Paul. Paul is, happens to be attending that conference. Or Paul happens to be in and he sees your name flash across. Now it's no longer, you got to marry. I think you got to tell people as marketers, you got to tell people, listen, it's not just about strategy or plan because that kind of, for somebody who is looking for revenue and looking for a sale, that just puts you even further away from the sale and the revenue. That's and you're, true. You and hear you're, strategy and you think, oh God, that's like years I, away. I, I, yeah, I just close deal. <laughs> right. All I wanted to do, all I wanted to do was get a conversation going and get the guy moving toward this and, and get the sale. Well, how and, about having a plan strategy for a, <laughs> uh, a you can't resist, uh, can I you? Can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but a focus, a short list of companies at, that you are trying to get in front of and close business with. Right. And why don't we take it to people? Fine, because we Paul, sell the people. That's right. Paul at Product Manufacturer One. I'm trying to reach him. Because right. the thing is that ultimately, we're. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that all this is making, is that you're also talking about strategy and plan. It it removes it removes the people aspect. So in addition to creating like what I would call this morass of like confusion with, okay, I got a plan. And now all I wanted to do was, oh, come on, man. All I wanted to do was send out that little tchotchke, have a short email campaign, call what? some people the and get some business. The chances working are slim. Right. So you can't just have a so, one and done. So campaign. you got to bring it back to the people and you got to explain why. Because the thing is, when you're a salesperson, business owner, you're like, well, you're wrong. Of course it's going to work. It's going to work because people are going to see it and they're going to call me or we're going to call them and they're going to say, yes, I'm ready. And that's not true. It's just going back to the people's behavior. People don't do that. They got to get trust. They got to see you a bunch of times. They got to hear your name or whatever, right? And, I mean, In different ways. Yeah, you know, because I mean, if you just jam it down their throat with say taking out a billboard every day or you're on youtube ads or your jam 1980s well, yeah okay right, right. <laughs> dating myself a little bit. I mean, but but by the way but the point is that if you hit them in one way it's not the same because i think there's something psychologically so marketing is an element of psychology here because you have to and maybe that's the mistake you guys are making in marketing is you're not tapping into the power of psychology enough. You're not sitting there saying, listen, you're talking to a person and a person's not going to gain, gain interest and trust unless you approach them from a bunch of different directions. If you just keep hammering at them, drink milk, it's good. 
it's very different than if you have a campaign where you have a famous person with a milk mustache and they see it on a billboard or they see it on a bus and then you see a commercial on YouTube or you see the point is that there's multi-channel multifaceted ways that this person's experiencing your product or service and so then you you got to you, I think you got to tap into the psychology in order for people to buy into the plan or the strategy here because otherwise people's eyes glaze over and they're like a plan here comes marketing here we go can't close a sale can't close a sale to save your life but boy there's marketing for you and and I'm I'm not saying that to make you feel weird I'm saying I think that's internally what a lot of people feel when they do it they're at first they're like oh yes marketing to the rescue and then when the marketing thing doesn't work they blame marketing instead of saying well wait a second marketing gets the messaging <laughs> i know it does other things but no that's a big part of it but yeah. marketing gets it conceptualizes the message messaging this is you know you 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 ask questions and you say okay well wait a second what is your what does the product do again or how does the service why, work why does why does the the prospect care you know what's the issue that they're dealing with and put how, it how does a product or the service help them help them a problem that they're having and once you know that then you can develop a message right and then that message will not sell the product correct it's not it's not what it's, it's not designed that easy that's not what it's why 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 is it not that easy well because unless because I, because I mean, of people psychology well it's people psychology and that they yes people buy from people or companies they trust but they also might not be ready to buy. Well, and they're making a purchase. They're making so, a purchase. So there's, there's people buy from people they trust and know. People are may not be ready. And in that may not be ready category, I think there's they gotta they gotta compare you against other like minded products or services to see is this the right purchase for us? They gotta compare. And that's where the marketing can come in. Because the marketing says, we have the best this. We do this. It goes back to your message of what you were saying. We do this best. We we have the highest quality of that or, you know, whatever it is, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, there's this whole, there's this this concept of the buyer's journey, right? So you get into the psychology of it. But yeah. it's like, you know, the John Smith at XYZ Manufacturing realizes they've got a real issue around production being slow right so he's you know in the very beginning stages of and your company that you're a marketer for has a solution that can speed up the processing of that either manufacturing or whatever it is right but initially john's going out it on the internet because that's where it all begins these days to you know like discovered and like, not on a billboard <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so anyway well, uh so yeah so it goes out and is is you know like just starting to like discover what's out there on this topic or issue right. like how what i don't even know like and, and and then once he gets a little bit educated on it and that's where marketing comes in right so you may have um an article or um you are doing some advertising or you've got some type of content that's educating on this topic right and then they get to a point where they kind of get schooled enough where they now they need to do a little bit more research and they need to you know start like really getting a, 
informed on, okay, who does this? Who could help me? And so that's kind of like this next stage in the journey. And so you use different types of marketing tools there, you know, then if, especially if it's, it's, it's what it, it sounds like it's at what stage the buyer is at emotionally, right? Because, because I mean, if you take the car analogy, people don't just go out and buy or lease a car. They, 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 they go out and they do their research. Well, they no, but, but the first thing is they have a need. Yeah. Like your analogy with the production is slow in the manufacturing of something. They have a need. The production's slow. We got to speed it up because we're not able to fulfill our orders. We're not able to make more money. We're not whatever. It's the need. And the same thing goes through with the car. Well, my car's broken or my car's old. My car's whatever. And I have a need. We're going to have to get a car. So what do we do? And they don't just go to a deal, any old dealer and go, uh, okay, that one. And uh, we'll just, um, yeah, we'll just go with that car. You know, we heard an ad once and we were done. <laughs> it just doesn't, right? People do their research. Right. They're like, well, wait a second. So they're at that stage now where they're saying, you know, a sedan won't work. We need an SUV or we need a minivan. And okay, who makes these? Which are the companies? Okay. And now... How does he, how do these things make me feel when I go to see them, when I go to sit in them, when I go to talk to people? I mean, you might have a great car, but then you have a salesperson who totally turns you off. Right. Does that, does that person then walk to another similar dealership? They go far away to another dealership because these guys were so not so good, whatever. But you're saying the buyer's on a journey and yeah. I'm just trying to replicate that journey to the average person who, because our manufacturing example is helpful, but I think you got to replicate yeah, it, it to every day. So every day you're looking for a car, you're on a journey, you know, and, and look at what car dealerships have done. They've gone from, they've created atmospheres, you know, where they have comfortable chairs that have recliners in them. And they, it's like your living room to right. hang out, you know, right, right. that's, you know, it's, it confirms, oh, you know, I, I, well, I'm sitting here and I'm getting the hundred dollar oil change and they come in and they tell me there's $600 worth of repairs and it's pretty comfortable here. And I'm looking at the TV and, oh, well, I can yeah. see you spending some time here. Go ahead. Put up, put me up for the 600 and repairs. You know what I mean? So right. it's not just as simple as. Right. It's the journey that the it's buyer the journey. is on. So like when they get to that stage and they start doing more research, there's a genuine interest, you know, on, on maybe they've narrowed it down to, right. you know, 10 different cars. Right. So now they're doing their research on those. And so then they're more willing to, or, or you know, they're going into your dealership and. And I think let's flip it. Let's flip it to the other side. And the other side is they're not ready for the journey. You're contacting somebody right. and who's then you not piss ready them for off. It. I mean, then, then you ruin it, right? Because if you start calling people that aren't ready to talk, you just tick them off. It's it's like if you're if if they, oh, I don't know, maybe they downloaded an article that you you wrote or um, you met them casually somewhere, and then you are calling them and hitting them hard to try and sell them something. They're like. Or like Dude. I've I've seen this, or when you go to when you go to an event, you go to an event and you see a person and you're an, you're not good at connecting with people, and so you just hit them hard. Hey, so how's business going? Good. Hey, um, what's going on with this? Do you think you guys might? Uh, right. And that goes back <laughs> to your original comment around building trust. 
And right. at that point, you don't know anything about them. So right. you're just, you know, Or you don't have rapport. that type of relationship to be able to ask that. Right. It's a turnoff. Right. Because as, cause you don't even know where they're at in their journey. Right? So, they, so then if you think about what marketing does along the way, it's not just that marketing develops the message and has a strategic plan. It's that marketing is sort of helping along the journey. Right. To keep these people on their journey. And some people may take the journey and then just, Stop journeying with you, well, right? Well, that, that could very well be. But that's why, you know, I, I use the word strategy. But understanding, like, who we're trying to sell our services or products to is one of the first questions we ask because we want to figure out, well, where do those people hang out? How are we going to get in front of them? So we can start to bring the company name <laughs> to them. So it starts to become somewhat familiar. And sometimes you don't want to have... I mean, I've done sales a lot. Sometimes you don't want to have the salesperson there. Sometimes they you can sell best by having another professional there. You know, here's the guy who heads up our R and D. Oh, here's right, the guy right. who here's one of our engineers. I mean, you worked at a you worked at an IT firm for you did marketing for an IT yeah, firm for engineering, right? So you, I mean, network engineers wanted to actually talk and ask questions of network engineers. They didn't really want to talk and ask questions of. Oh, definitely. I, say, I, I mean, you I, need a combination uninformed, of, the, of, of, yeah. of both. Well, and so marketing helps with that too. It's not just a combination of approaches, right, in your strategy and plan. It's a combination of people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the people part of it can't be underestimated. I mean, sometimes you've got... You, you it, people think, oh, if we do this sponsorship with this association, that's going to be great, you know, or this associate, the sponsorship with some other organization, we're going to get all this visibility and people are going to be calling. No, they're not. Well, and to be I mean, fair, to be fair, the associations sell that. They do because oh, they I've do. been, well, they don't I've play been up on the people part of it, but you can't, they, they don't, but that's a huge thing because then what happens is a sales, a salesperson and a business owner or whatever, I've been in that situation where it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to pay for this $10,000 sponsorship at the event. And my name's going to be right up there. It's going to be on the banners and it's going to be on the napkins and it's going to be announced at the event. <laughs> That's what's going to happen right there. That's right. And then the phone's going to ring and the email's going to ding. And the next thing you know, we're off to, we're off to engagement. It's not going to happen. No, that's why the people part of any association or organization that you're involved in is so critical. It's more like you're at the event and you shake hands with somebody and they say, oh, you're a sponsor here. And they and, go, And even yeah. that is a fat chance. But they may see, <laughs> right. you know, I, I'm not. So then why I, even, I why even invest? Time. So why even invest in a sponsorship then? Well, because it can give you visibility. If you've got the people from your organization involved, they're going to the conference. You guys are a platinum sponsor. You're kicking off. You get two minutes to like kick off the cocktail reception. Plus you're speaking at the conference. You've got people that are there from your team. So you're connect, you're, you've got the ability to connect. Your you've actually had people with professionals you've actually had people who said i don't even want to go unless i'm speaking right yeah unless i'm holding a mic unless i'm holding a sponsor unless i'm holding a mic right i don't want to be there what is that what are they saying with that with that message what are they saying they are realizing how important it is to have a physical presence there you need to be now, because you're connecting with people. That's right. Now it's tougher in a virtual world. It can. I think we're all, you know, still finding our way mm -hmm. um, in the virtual world. But 
Um, these associations can be really fantastic, um, but you just can't underestimate how important it is to have people from your organization involved. And really, somebody's got to champion the relationship outside of marketing. I mean, we're there to help, but if you don't have a professional... What does champion the relationship mean? Own it. They got to care more than you do. They got to care more than you do. What does that mean? They got to care more than you do. I mean, they, they've got to be actively involved in this association because they know that their prospects or um, clients are there. So their they're target companies that they're trying to get in front of are there. And they they believe in it. They have to... They, so uh, so are what you're saying, they have to be a face. They have to be a face They have to, to be market. a face to the message that... Well, it's, I, you know, <laughs> messaging, you're rolling your eyes. But they have to be a face to whatever marketing is putting out there. They have to be a human they being. They are the voice. They're the voice. They are the voice. Okay. And so they are speaking at the conference. They're attending the meetings. They're sitting on a board. They are a member of a committee. And on top of that, then your company does a sponsorship. So as a professional, a professional architect, engineer, accountant, lawyer, right? There's lots of these guys. Marketing, it's funny, this is interesting to talk about because on the one hand, you might have a professional who's like, listen, I know what I'm doing. It's all word of mouth. It's all names. And I don't need you. So go away. But really what you're saying is you do need marketing because yes, there's word of mouth, but what marketing can do through a plan or a strategy is put together (laughs) messaging. (laughs) I'm going to take it on the chin for this. Put together Put together communications. <laughs> what I you you got to tell me? I'm not sure where you're going. Where you Even if it is word of mouth, it can make your life easier as a professional because you don't have to attend as many events. I'll provide. I'll because, call it air cover. I mean, you might be really good at going out and speaking, and you can you know get on the speaking docket because you can submit applications like anybody else, but. If your organization is really more involved, you know, maybe you're um, exhibiting in addition to speaking or right. you do have a sponsorship. Right. And so you get a, a bigger role at, you know, the key, um, the keynote address or, you know, some other aspect of the um, of the conference or the association in general, that's just going to give you, it's going to have better ways of connecting your company name to the members beyond the event or the seminar. Can I go on on a limb here and say that marketing is also making you bigger? Yeah. Because let's say what I'm trying to say. Okay. So let's say, let's say you're, let's say you're a sole professional or you have a small office where it's a couple, your partner and you, or there's a few professionals out there that do law or accounting or engineering, architecture, whatever you do, IT professional, it can make you bigger than you are because you can only go to so many events. (laughs) You have to still service your clients, right? You still have to do all this stuff. So what this marketing can do is the power of marketing is you can in your off hours write a piece that's a blog post but then that's in conjunction with a strategy or a plan for the campaign that's on the same 
messaging well, topic. It's on the same okay. topic. And you're doing an email campaign out to your clients or customers and your prospects on the same topic that you wrote the blog on. So right. now you're repurposing your content. You're trying to push them to your website. So they go to your website and not only then do they read the article, but they all see, oh, wow, we didn't know that they did this. And, and oh, look, they have an assessment that they're offering on this topic. Hmm, maybe I should take that. And then they take it and then, hmm, that becomes a lead because now we've seen that they're actually interested because they've engaged and taken this assessment. But yet we can't just jump on them and say, are you ready to buy? That's right. <laughs> we can't. Well, we that can't if they've do done, that. if they've taken an assessment, they've, they've given you permission, I think to follow up and say, Hey, you know, sure. But we still have you, to be careful on the journey because that could easily turn them off. It's yep. still about the people and psychology and connecting. Right. So then marketing is also helping, I think, organize your follow-up. Is that fair to say? Sure. Because that's related that's, to well, everything. Because well, you're right. Just, just, I mean, well, but but you you what I'm saying is, you go out there and you have a great idea to connect with people, and then you connect. Well, what do you do with that information? You got to put it in a CRM. Okay. Now what? How do you leverage that information for the next time? Well, I go back in the CRM and I read the I read the notes <laughs> until there's like thirty notes called hung up called no connect well and that goes back to so you help organize too so that you help organize and then after you organize don't you mine that information to some degree to figure out well why did the journey end there yeah i mean i think the analytics piece of it is becoming bigger and bigger and i think it's harder for small companies because they may not have the resources although now you can there's so many ways that you can outsource and 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 Yes and no. I mean, as a if you have a small firm, and or company, and you're you out you reach out to two hundred people and you put all that information into a CRM, and then after you do that, you then sit there and say, okay, we had two hundred people, we reached out and we were successful connecting with twenty, ten percent. Mm -hmm. But now, um, we got to read through the notes and figure out why with the other hundred and eighty. So now you got to go through 180 entries. So let's say now you separate the pool and say, okay, we started with 200, 10%, 20, put the 20 over here. Okay, great. We're going to have conversations or we're going to keep, we're going to keep those people are on a new level and we're going to communicate to them. We're going to get our messaging out via email and whatever we're going to do. But now we have this other 180 people. So now you got to take time out of your day as a lawyer, an accountant or whatever, and you got to, you got to weed through the data. Okay. Now what? And I don't think that there's any magical, there might be some apps that are written to try to weed through stuff, oh, but there's notes yeah, that no. were made. Well, I called him and he said, not now, or I, I, um, I sent an email and they got back saying, um, they're going with somebody else or, or they currently right, work with right, somebody right, else right. and they're not interested. Well, why aren't they interested? Well, they're not interested because we're too small. We can't support them or our product doesn't do this. Maybe they say that they say, maybe they said that, well, your services or there's, uh, in the community, your services looked at kind of shaky, like, eh, I don't know if you guys, and somebody has said that, or there's been a couple people that say it so now you got to pick that apart and analyze and it's painful especially if you're a firm owner and or a salesperson to sit there and it's not just time painful it's painful to see that because then you're like wait a second and so having a marketing person who can go through that data and say well 
Here's the news. 20 out of 220 go into this bucket. We got 180 left in this bucket. Of the 180, there's 10 people that actually got back to us and they told us this about the product. Now, as the firm owner or the salesperson and whatever, you're, you get defensive and you're like, well, that's not true. We, but then the marketer can help right, uncover we that. Right, can say, all right, well, if they're questioning the product and if we're if it's the right product maybe we do a, a campaign to these folks of you know recent wins that we've had on similar type companies and you know kind of build credibility or testimonials yeah or testimonials whatever. Yeah. right whatever it might be but building credibility and demonstrating that oh look mm, they do work with companies like ours and um hmm, seems to be going pretty well so, so the marketer can also assist with sort of a dispassionate examination of the, the yeah, because we're not emotionally tied to you know John Smith because we don't know John Smith, but yeah, the, it's not a reflection on your work or anything. You're more like almost like a data analysis person at that point. Mm -hmm. Like here's where the data is coming back, and then don't hide from it. Sit there and say, well, here's where the data is. Let's go back and come up with some messaging <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i thought you'd like that i don't know what to say but i'm just saying isn't that also what marketing is doing yeah oh, behind yeah. the scenes behind the scenes we can help analyze the information now you know depending the thing with small companies is they they'll tend to have more junior marketers too so they it really is a partnership in that the you know the owner or whoever may have to give some ideas on on what they're looking for at least tell us the story like what did you hear what are these people telling us and that well the help. notes theoretically if everybody actually did right, what they don't do don't. i mean that's right the crm input is either non-existent or a huge mess i think that's a struggle for small companies and large companies um, so then it becomes more of a feeling and that's where marketing has to listen to the boots on the ground people who were having the conversations or the email or text exchanges. Right, and for the people that we weren't able to actually have a phone call with or a conversation with, we can we continue to nurture that relationship on the marketing side by keeping our name in front of them, and um, you know continuing to send, include them in campaigns. Um, or you know, keep them on our radar so we can invite them to an event that we're doing, or uh, if you know, see that they're on the registration list for an event we're going to, and you know, connecting the. So dots this is like helping that. them rejoin the journey. That's right. That's so right. it's not just on their journey; it's helping them rejoin the journey. Because so by still analyzing their journey, right? But by analyzing the data. You're helping them rejoin you on the journey, whatever well, your right. company we help on the keep journey. Our our name in front of them, depending on where. where so it's not at. just about getting initial conversations going, and it's not just about marketing, um, making a sale because it doesn't, and it's not just about marketing, getting a journey, getting a getting people on a journey, and then well, if they disappear, they disappear. It's also helping people rejoin or rejoin marketing on the you know whatever it is rejoining both parties on the journey that's right to to whatever they're whatever they need to do right and so i think that um this is important because i don't think enough people think about or know how marketing really 
I think marketing gets kind of a, a rap because it it's so generic. Like you need marketing, and then people confuse marketing and sales, <laughs> and they confuse what marketing's role is. And for the small uh, entrepreneur or professional, you have to think about it. if you can't afford to hire a marketing person, you have to think about okay, well, to, now I'm wearing my marketing hat, mm-hmm. and later on I'm going to wear my sales hat and marketing is more okay i'm developing this strategy and this program and this messaging this platform whatever and then i'm going to put my sales hat on and i'm going to go to the event or i'm going to be on the zoom meeting or i'm going to whatever and i'm going to interact and i'm going to get data and then i've got it and that's my sales hat now i've got to take off my sales hat and put back on my marketing hat and i got to figure out okay the people that we got in touch with put them over here and the people that came back to us and said no or not now or whatever what are they saying and why are they saying it so now you have to sit there and be like okay (laughs) you have to be a dispassionate marketer at that point and 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 help to help people rejoin their journey that's right or rejoin you on their journey right right and in and and it's a process um and hopefully this sheds some light on when people say plan and strategy, because I think that's where the plan and strategy comes in, because what it does is we're pulling together all these elements just because like I started out with by saying, well, we're going to send out this and we're going to do that and we're going to get a sale. If only it were that easy, because you've got to consider how people make buying decisions and where they are in their journey. And what marketing is saying through the plan and strategy is let's assume that nobody is ready to buy. <laughs> Let's assume that they will be ready to buy at some point. Right. But in so order, how f- are we going to stay in front of them in different ways as they progress through their journey from discovering they've got a problem to being ready to sign on the uh, right? So the you and marketing might help them discover they have a problem. That might be the very first right through your messaging. Right. <laughs> but then along the way, they're doing their research and that's where the strategy comes in. It's almost like that's the psychology of this whole thing with marketing is that maybe you're helping them to discover they have a problem or maybe you're helping them when they're in the research. So the problem identification stage, that's, that's the way maybe to think about this whole plan and strategy thing, plan problem identification stage. Do they identify they have a problem yet? Well, no, they haven't. Well, then why would we try to call them and tell them, are you ready to buy or whatever? Right. Then but the, we might say, well, gosh, we've been seeing this with a lot of other companies. Companies like yours have are really challenged with, you know, how do they keep their system secure? And so, and I, there are tons of studies that show, you know, people, organizations don't think that their systems are that insecure or unsecure, but. You know, so they may not be aware that they have a problem. So that kind of speaks to like, well, let's educate them on what other companies are doing and seeing. So that's the people. That's problem identification. Along well, they the call journey. it just like discovery awareness. Okay, got it. Well, there you go. See, okay. So then, but then they may have discovered they have a problem, and now they're in the research stage, and right. that's where the marketing plan can come in there, because now the marketing plan says, "Aha!" For those people in the research stage. Right. We have um, 
I mean, it could be an upcoming virtual event. It could be an ebook. It could be a white paper. Um, so this does not mean content. they're in the buying stage. This means they're, they're in the, some, right. I figured out we got a problem and I want to see if there's even a, a solution out there or a cost effective solution. Right. Or they go to some conference virtual or live to learn more about, you know, this topic. Right. Um, and some of the different solutions that are out there. And then they go to the consideration stage. They've said, okay, you know what? We're ready. We know we got to do something. I'm narrowing it down to, you know, these three to five um, potential providers. So now you got to be staying in front of them with more of your qualifications and case studies and testimonials. And, you know, the proposal piece comes into and how do you go through that entire process? Um, and then, you know, it's, it's go time. So they make their decision and they either become a customer or a client or not. And even if they become a customer or a client, you know, that just because you sold them one thing, now, of course, you want to expand that relationship. So that goes back to discovery and awareness on some other topic or issue. So that's why marketing is so helpful and important because it helps people work through, patiently work through, and strategically work through all these psychological stages that a potential buyer is going to go through. Right. And the different marketing tactics that you use at each of those stages is different. You know, you're not going to hit them with a case study or a testimonial when they're just discovering and <clears throat> and just discovering what what an issue might be because they're like, "What? I, I, I'm not right." It, it would be a it would be the same as if you called them and said, "Hey, I've got a deal for you." Like, it's or ready. it's almost like when they start selling features and benefits before the person's ever realized they have a problem. Right. So right. they're they're like, <clears throat> "Well, this this, we do, we provide amazing data connectivity flow or whatever. And people are like, like, what the heck? Is I don't that? even know what that is. And I'm not really <laughs> sure I need that. And I'm not even sure, you know, what are you, what are you selling here? Right. And like, well, isn't it obvious? And you're like, actually, uh, it's not really that obvious. I don't really, and I'm not sure. And, and, and that's level at some point, that's where you have to be really careful with messaging too, because that could actually turn people off. Right. to your company because it's like you guys seem to be like way above us like complicated and i don't even know what you guys do you guys seem like i remember when i was looking for third-party solutions to help in my company there were times at which i would just go there and i would see immediately like for enterprise solutions companies with 200 employees or more or whatever and it was like okay not for me goodbye well, because you know what i mean because then the, then the message was so complicated and i wasn't at that stage in my journey. Well, I think this also, now I'll use your word of messaging. It gets down to how, how do you want to message? What, how do you want to position yourselves out in the marketplace? Are, what's the tone of your organization? Does that match the experience that the people have when they talk to your salespeople? Ah, like you. wait a second. So are you saying that you have to be consistent in your tone? Because it's easy to not be consistent. It's easy to come out with a biting campaign that's like, hey, we're here. We're here to take on the big guys and we're this and we're that. But are you prepared to carry that through in your messaging for the next six months to a year? Well, right. You'll, I, you're right. I mean, that's and, and marketing will get a ding sometimes for being the people that are watching that consistency. But you do want to go out with the same look feel, language, um, in generally speaking, but then, you know, how do you want to position 
your product or service. Like you said, you know, some people it's like so complicated. I mean, look, we've all been to a website and I can't even understand what they're trying to tell me. And I'm in marketing. I'm like, God, that is just so marketing speak. You want to like talk in plain English. Um, and you know, that's a decision that your company's got to make and marketing can, and sometimes we can help like, cause I came from a network engineering firm. And if I had let the engineers write the, the cop, the, the language for the website or, you know, whatever campaign we were doing, holy cow, it was complex. And I'm like, you're talking to CIOs and CFOs. Um, this is too complex. They're not going to understand it. You know, so you got to talk in layman's terms and you got to talk about what the issues are, not the nuts and bolts of what, you know, your engineering geek speak is. Well, right, because the engineer for the company that you're looking to sell to is not going to be the one making the decision right. or looking at this. Right. Might so be that like, goes back you know, to the buyer. You know, right. who are you selling to? Right. Exactly. So um, it's there definitely is a role and a valuable one that marketing can play. And I hope that we've help to articulate some of that during our conversation today. I think so. I think we have. I think I think it's just the important thing is to get the message out that marketing is more than just um, putting out some words and and then people and putting out a brochure and people come or and, a website. People come and buy and people, you know, oh, right. because that it's, it's a really it's a process. It's really about helping people on a journey to make their journey. That's right. And, and you got to meet them where they're at in right. all the different stages of their journey. Right. Exactly. Well, this was awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are welcome. Goodbye. Bye.